This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. I want to talk to you today about matter and antimatter. We're all familiar with matter in this material world, how it is all made of matter and everything about it. What is antimatter? We have a scientific explanation of it as being some unique, very dense, totally unusual, unexplainable, and that sort of thing. When, according to the Vedic literature, it's not, it's spirit. Spirit is not matter. You, as a living entity, obviously you are not the same as matter. You're conscious. You have sensation, feelings, desires. And so, the spirit is the driving force of matter. And it is different in in almost opposites. Spirit is eternal. Matter is temporary. Spirit is conscious. Matter is dull. Uh, Spirit is made and intended to render service and matter has only dull application. So in all the different things that we do throughout our lives and under many, many circumstances, we are continuously trying to uh, manipulate the matter. That is what we end up doing is we manipulate the different bits of matter And our whole lives is fulfilling desires, manipulating matter, and maneuvering through the material world. If we understand ourselves to be different from matter, that we are spiritual, eternal living entities, then we understand that the requirements and the fulfillment is a completely different set of circumstances. To be fulfilled as an individual, you need to have enjoyment, you need to have opportunity, you need to have uh, motivation, you need sense perception, you need working organs. These are all necessary to quantify the conditions a living entity requires to fulfill himself. And matter has none of these because it lacks the consciousness. So we have to take the material world as a two types of energy place. It's described in the Vedic literature, it's like a cloth where there's uh, two threads that are interwoven in opposite directions and while they're just thread, they form a solid piece of cloth. And these pieces of thread may be jammed very close together and form a totally solid type of cloth. And they may be thick threads and thin threads and different kinds of material. But the weaving process is the same. And this material world is taken like that. It's a combination of spirit, you and I, the eternal living entities, and matter, the dull material elements derived from earth, water, fire, air, ether, mind, intelligence, and ego. All of these constitute the material elements. And our consciousness 
constitutes our identity. So when I look at you, or you look at me, you see the covering, but you don't see the living entity. You don't see the conscious person. You can perceive the consciousness in their actions or in their eyes. And you're witnessing the potency of the living entity, but you're not actually seeing the spiritual spark that is you or I, our identity. So in the material world, you can see by this simple description that is easy to become illusioned. I, uh, I visit someone, my friend, and I see them as manifesting as a male or a female of this age or that age and wearing this particular clothing and doing this particular activity. But I'm not seeing the living entity. I'm seeing the coverings of matter on the eternal living entity. So spiritual vision is when you see matter and antimatter or spirit simultaneously. You perceive one and you see the other. Just like when someone dies, the body that you see stays, but the living entity, the conscious living being, escapes. So <clears throat> this vision, this uh, perspective needs to be nurtured in the human society so we can see what is really going on in proper perspective. Because to see either half of it is incomplete. We must see both portions. And we can take a look across um, a field, into the forest, up to the trees, into the hills, up to the mountain, into the clouds, and we can see those particular ingredients. Or we can see that in all those blades of grass, there is a conscious living being. In all those trees, there's a conscious being. In all those birds, there's a conscious being. In all those beasts, in all those insects, in all those people, there is the conscious living beings. And we can perceive them, but we don't see them. We see their coverings. So when a person is spiritually enlightened, he looks across the field and he sees both. One with perception, one with vision. But he accepts both portions, and this is called realization. This is when someone is actually awakened to the spiritual conception of life. This is where one can actually make a judgment, make a decision. Is this a right action, or is it a wrong action? You can tell and perceive that when you see both portions of the material manifestation, the spirit portion and the matter portion. Now moving this along a little bit further, we recognize that this material manifestation is where the living entities are covered with bodies. But the Vedic literature says in the spiritual manifestation, in the spiritual sky, you do not have material coverings. There is no temporary nature. It is all eternal, and we have a spiritual body, and it is directly reflection of ourselves. You can perceive the actual person. You can see the actual living entity when you're in the spiritual world. And therefore, all of the variegatedness, all of the 
grass and animals and insects and trees and etc. They all are conscious. Not covered with bodies, but conscious. They may manifest in different forms for the pleasure of the Lord, for the pleasure of the, the, the Lord's servants, for the pleasure of you or I. But the temporary nature, the anxiety side of things, the temporary side of things, the old age and disease, all of that is missing. All of those anxieties are not there in the spiritual world. So this is what we as intuitive beings, this is what we are striving for. We are anticipating, we are striving for that situation where it's not temporary, it's not anxiety, it is permanent. It is fulfilling. So many people in the material world try to pretend that their life is fulfilling or have a temporary fulfillment. But in general, everybody in the material world is full of anxieties. They come and go, high level, low level. Just uh, Some people say that it's just the depth that changes. I'm still in the poo, but it's just the depth that changes. And that's because of this material manifestation. Now, the spiritual manifestation, it's not there. These encumbrances of the material body, these perceptions of past, present, and future, these concepts of fear and worry and doubt and anxiety, they're not there. And this is how you can understand that you're making advancement in spiritual life. These things fall away from you even while you're here. Your, your life, your opportunity, your position, your understanding, everything matures and changes and it becomes fulfilling so we're struggling in the material world trying to get by these temporary aspects that we cannot overcome with our own individual potency we can manipulate matter but we can't overcome it we are given a body and we are more or less stuck in it for the duration Yes, you can commit suicide and do something stupid, but you still have to take another body. You don't get out by force. The Vedic literature says you get out of the cycle of birth and death by right action, by understanding, true knowledge, spiritual awareness and awakening. And this is fully available to every living entity who sincerely tries. Our responsibility is to try to advance ourselves out of the material misconceptions and fix our conscious perspective in that of the spiritual conception because that spiritual conception carries on at the end of the body. It takes us on to the next level, the next platform of understanding, the next platform of consciousness. So this is the opportunity that the human form of life affords us. That we have an opportunity in the human form of life of seeing and um, discussing, analyzing, studying, and maturing our understanding and vision while we're in the human form. We may be here in the material world and that's not really an impediment for this level of work. 
in the material world, if you don't have money, you have a problem. If you don't have education, you have a problem. If you can't walk, you have a problem. There are so many handicaps that keep, get, get, get worse and worse and worse upon you. But you can develop your understanding, your consciousness, your awareness, and of course your contribution in the material world such that it becomes spiritual activity. And this is a great science. It's called the science of self-realization. And by learning the science of self-realization, you completely purify your existence while here in the material world. And you prepare your consciousness from a perspective and a level of understanding, a level of realization, that you qualify for moving to the spiritual strata. And this is the intelligent being. This is the one who reaches the goal of life. This can be done by every single one of us. It's simply a matter of meeting someone to stimulate you to try, finding the spiritual master and listening to him and inquiring from him and reading his books so that there's a chain, a continued chain of knowledge and information coming into you so that you have the ability to um, correlate spiritual knowledge, practice spiritual vision, develop spiritual consciousness and values as a prerequisite for entering into the devotional service of the Lord, qualifying to enter into the spiritual world where everyone is engaged in devotional service to the Lord. As I said, one of the characteristics of a living entity is that we are servants if you look at your life, you're actually serving other people. You may think you're the boss, or you may think you're the one, but you're busy all the time, and you're rendering service or supportive actions or instructions or guidance, even from the so-called boss position. So the intelligent person realizes early on that he is a servant, irrespective of his position in the social structure. He's still acting as a servant. And the Vedic literature says this realization seriously helps one to become spiritually realized. If you understand you actually are a servant, you're not the boss or the controller, and the best person there is to serve is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. There's no one better to serve than the Supreme Lord. And the Lord, as the omnipotent, omnipresent living entity, is conscious of your positive decision, your honest and positive in intent you recognize you're a servant and you want to render the best service and you reach out to take that step toward rendering service and the Lord immediately reciprocates the Lord does not come forward and take control of your life that's not going to happen but he does reciprocate so if you are trying to advance your service mentality if you are trying to render service Everyone around you, uh, higher and higher up the tree or up the ladder or closer and more loving relationships, etc., etc., till you come to the point that, well, the topmost being to render service to is the Lord. Therefore, let me serve the Lord. When the Lord hears that, sees that, understands that in your actions and your intent, He helps. He doesn't take away your free will, but He helps. Help means he removes obstacles 
It might be attachment. It might be someone in your life that shouldn't be. It might be a situation that you're kind of caught in. There's so many varieties of impediments in the material world from our becoming fully realized spiritual servants of God. But when the Lord sees you, you come to that platform that this is your true intent. This is the true level of your desires. He helps. And since he's omnipotent, omnipresent, he can help you in a multitude of ways. Many you don't even perceive. Some you do, some you don't. But when you do, you go, oh my goodness, look at this. This impediment, this obstacle is, it's like it's dissolved. It was taken from me. It was removed from keeping me uh, caught in the material conception of life. The Lord is assisting to help you uh, further your spiritual conception of life. So this is the most um, uplifting and enlivening and uh, encouraging experience. When you see God's hand in your life and he's helping you, you kind of feel, first of all, like, whoa, gee, who am I to be, <laughs> to be singled out? Do you mean that the Lord, the Supreme, all there is, is actually noticed me? I'm just a, a one-off, a nobody. But then you see, well, but he's taking care of me. He's helping me by removing obstacles. He's encouraging me. He's brought the spiritual master to me. He's given me an opportunity to awaken and to serve. This is a very high, very important, very wonderful state of existence. And every living entity can taste it. As we've discussed before, the Lord manifests unlimited number of living entities. And all of these living entities, you and I included, we're all unique. I'm different from you. You're different from the next person and the next and the next and the next and the next. And there's not another one like you. You are unique. And so that means that the Lord created you unique because there is a service that you can do for him that you will do in your unique way. And this is what the Lord actually desires, is the variety. You, you have, give a, a, an opportunity or a service or something to a bunch of people and you'll see multitudes of different ways of doing it. And people come up with uh, ingenious ideas and stupid ideas and some that work and some that don't. And they, but they're all trying in their own way to achieve some task. And the Lord knows that. And so he gives you something to do. He knows you can do. But it, you'll do it in your unique way. And you do it as a service. And he's very pleased. And this is how we enter into the... Uh, unlimited devotional service to the Lord by our selfless endeavor and determination to serve Him. And our spiritual vision is fully developed in that state. We're not seeing matter. We don't see matter any longer. Even if it, we're here in the material world, everything is engaged in the service of the Lord. And by the potency of service, it's transformed into a spiritual item because it's being used for the Lord. Since the Lord is all perfect and he's completely spiritual, anything that associates with him immediately becomes transformed into spiritual itself. Even though it looks the same, but its condition is different because it's held and engaged in the service of the Lord. So these concepts constitute spiritual knowledge, confidential knowledge. 
confidential knowledge of proper vision, understanding the difference between matter and spirit, antimatter and matter, however you want to say it, understanding the application of your unique qualities, understanding the desires of the Lord for you, specifically you, how to act, how to endeavor, how to maintain stability in varieties of conditions, how to be respectful and grateful for the support and, and assistance you get. These things fill the heart. It isn't like taking a class on something and you learn this information. No, no, no. This is uh, emotionally, spiritually, um, honestly intending to do the right thing. This is spiritual. And it leads to more and more and more purification and more and more qualification to entering into the spiritual world and entering into the service of the Lord that's completely transcendental and fulfilling and satisfying. Unself-motivated, uninterrupted, causeless devotional service lovingly performed for the satisfaction of the Lord, not oneself. This is how, this is the position, this is the point of view of enlightenment. And this enlightenment is available for everyone. It's whether or not you value it, whether or not you take that opportunity, whether or not you reach forward and actually perform your service with a loving attitude and understanding. So we encourage you, try to see things in a combined perspective. See the spirit and see the matter. Don't see one or the other. See both. And see yourself in that perspective. You are the eternal living entity in the temporary body. And from that position and point of view, you can see clearly. Take to Vedic knowledge. Read Bhagavad Gita as it is by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. His books are everywhere on the planet. He has distributed over almost 400 million books, specifically on the science of self-realization, specifically to elevate you and I to our true understanding and position of consciousness. So take this opportunity, read Bhagavad Gita, follow the instructions of the spiritual master, his divine grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. He is the spiritual master for this universe. He is always looking to assist his disciples, always looking to insist, assist any sincere soul who's trying to see things in proper perspective and execute service, first of all, selflessly and gradually in transcendental consciousness that leads one to the spiritual world, to fully involved, fully developed in the spiritual understanding of life. So this is the mercy, this is the kindness, this is the generosity of the spiritual master and the kindness and the generosity of the Lord giving you the answers that you're looking for, giving you the opportunity you need and the encouragement that you can achieve the highest perfection of life. You're not uh, exempt, you're not held from it. You can do it. It's simply your environment. It's simply your contamination, simply the problems caused by the having a body in the material world. So clarify your vision. See spirit, see matter, 
recognize their potencies, recognize their applications, recognize your position, and reach up to that platform where you are fully aware of your devotional position, of your spiritual, eternal spiritual reality. Take that opportunity. This is what this human form of life is about. This is what the Vedic literature is for. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com/freefm89 to find out more.